Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews in the podcast form. Today we're continuing the top 10 films of 2022 series, and today we move on to The Northman, directed by Robert Eggers and starring Alexander Skarsgård. Now Robert Eggers burst onto the scene back in 2015 with his movie The Witch, uh, which kind of follows a family in 1630s New England, torn apart and excommunicated by this village. The father's too prideful, and once they're out in the middle of the woods, witchcraft and black magic and all sorts of possession kind of start to take a hold. And Eggers really shined in his ability to create such an engrossing and eerie atmosphere that really feels like a reflection of that time period. The dedication to the to the verbiage and to the language that his actors were speaking, this old, old American, old English, um, everything from the set design and production puts you in this feeling of like, okay, I'm here in 1630. You know, we've just come to America. There's nothing here out in the forest. You know, they're, they're essentially carving out where their cabin will be. And all you have is the light of their candles or the light of the day to really see what's happening out there. And there's some creepy stuff out in those woods. Uh, The movie was also kind of the first film that Anya Taylor-Joy really, really blew up in and kind of led to a lot of her roles kind of going from there. Um, You may know her from that Queen's Gambit. I never watched it, but it's the great chess show that everybody loved. Um, And after that film, Eggers went on to make the film The Lighthouse with uh, Robert Pattinson, and Willem Dafoe, kind of taking place off the the shore of New England on a remote island where they've got a lighthouse in the late 1800s. It's a film that's studying almost, you know, how insane solitude can drive people. Um, And again, playing into that hand of incredible commitment to the language and the diction um, to really set the scene and really kind of puts you in that lighthouse with those guys and watching them go crazy. So we come to The Northman, which is his uh, ninth century Viking epic that uh, is almost also a retelling of Hamlet in its own way. Um, you know, Amleth is our main character, which is just Hamlet reworded there. Uh, but early on in the film, we see this boy lose his father to his brother, uh, lose his father to his father's brother, you know, who then takes the queen, orders the prince dead, but the prince manages to escape. And in this world, our prince, Alexander Skarsgård, grows up, and he's part of a, a berserker group. And these guys are almost like wolfmen in how they kill and how brutal they are and the fact that as they kill someone, you know, they need to tear you apart a little bit with their flesh to get this primal whatever. Um, it's bonkers, but it, you know, it looks terrifying. And these guys look and sound terrifying. Um, and immediately this film shows you, okay, you know, if you thought Game of Thrones really paid attention to detail and if you thought Game of Thrones was really lived in um, and how these actors inhabit the spaces and how brutal so much of it looks. Uh, Well, the Northman is extremely committed. Um, 
right from the beginning, you know, you're seeing some pretty brutal and gory deaths, which, again, of the time, understanding some of the savagery of people back then, whether it was Vikings nor other, I mean, you know, a lot of groups of people were, were pretty violent and pretty savage in the way they dealt with things. Um, it just is gripping, terrifying, and as I said earlier, engrossing um, how you're pulled into this world and you're like, okay, this is what it was like in the time of the Vikings. This is how crazy and how horrifying um, life was like. And slowly, you know, the film reveals itself as a tale of revenge, uh, whether it's biding your time and then Alexander Skarsgård's character kind of sneaking in under the guise of a slave to be uh, to be used by his king or his father's brother some years later. Um, you know, the film is set in the depths of torch-lit caves where in dense forests and these hillside huts, uh, crossing water in these small ships, and these eerie mist on top of it, I just, it really is a credit to what you were able to craft and what you're able to evoke with a practical set and incredible production rather than relying on the use of digital effects. Not that you can't blend the both, and it's not to put digital effects down at all. Um, but this movie, it didn't feel like it needed so much to really put you into that scene. Um, location shooting is huge, obviously, as well. Um, and there's some just beautiful, beautiful imagery and scenery in the background of all the horror and killing and monstrosity of some of these Vikings. Um, so Alexander Skarsgård first kind of burst onto the scene with True Blood, I feel like, is where he really kind of took over for audiences. You know, he played Tarzan at one point. He's in Big Little Lies. He's the son of Stellan Skarsgård and the brother of Bill Pennywise. He's even got another brother who was also on Westworld, kind of like the Hemsworths. There's that third brother who was in Westworld. Um, you know, he did Godzilla and Kong, but, you know, that's not what people would know him from. But, uh, you know, he's a very physically imposing performer, but he's also freaking wild. And there is an unhinged man inside of him who may have been half-raised by some of these wolfmen um, because the role that he plays is so... Not, not exaggerated, because it does feel like what some of these warrior clans would do, or it feels like how these warriors would act, whether it's, we're going to have heads on a spike, or, you know, we drink the blood of our enemy for whatever reason, you know, we believe it brings back this balance into you, and so you're like, yeah, I mean, like, I mean, it seems crazy, it looks crazy, but you believe it, you believe that, okay, this is the norm, this is what these guys did. Or this is what this specific set of these Berserker guys do. Um, it's the Skarsgård. You know, it's a very physical performance in this film. Um, but he just, I mean, he dominates every scene that he's in. Whether it's his ability to be terrifying and intimidating while not yet being brutal, while not killing yet. You know, it's interesting the fine line he kind of has to walk. As he's trying to get closer into an inner circle, you got to get closer to your target. You have to spend the time to build some trust. 
And so part of it is, you know, what he's willing to endure, some of that treatment as well, some of the treatment of those around him, um, biding that time, waiting for the right moment to strike. And, you know, it would just be too easy to just kill the king's, uh, the king's brother. Because, of course, the king has a child now. And, you know, would you want to spare him? Of course not. Because this is a tale of brutal revenge, and he doesn't care if he gets killed. As long as he accomplishes his goal of avenging his father, that's what matters. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays the queen in the film. Um, and while she's not in the film a lot, she does add a lot of emotional uh, visceral weight to the film in her presence. Uh, I've never heard her scream and yell. Like, it's a lie. Nicole Quidman is actually quite great at screaming and yelling in movies. Um, she's a terrific actress, and a lot of that translates really weird, uh, really well here, too. Um, whether it's her dedication to the role as well, and being an actress who finds herself trying to wrestle with, okay, yes, your father did die, but I do have a new child. You were my child, but you've been gone. Are you really my child again? Some of these just kind of horrible realities, too, that, you know, you're feeling for your main character and you're feeling for our hero, but you're like, oh, does he know? Is he, how's he going to react? Um, and Anya Taylor-Joy also finds herself in another Robert Eggers film here. Um, also a slave kind of in that same group with Skarsgård's character, um, who is, you know, constantly spat on, degraded for her, you know, whether it's her blonde hair, I forget where she's from, but, you know, clearly she's not meant to be anything other than a housewoman worker for this group. And uh, she's got some really intense scenes um, that challenge her as an actress um, that really kind of blew me away as well, um, both in her dedication to the bit, but also just to kind of go in all in on some of the craziness of this film. Uh, the violence and the action is unforgiving because everything is just clouded by rage. Um, as I said earlier, you know, there's nothing this man won't do to exact revenge. And when that's the only goal, you know that you're in for a film that doesn't mince words and spends its time trying to give you kind of gratifying kills. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to say I wrestled with giving this review because... There isn't so much to say or to go so in-depth with um, in this film to earn its spot in my best of. You know, it was a movie that I've watched twice now, and both times, you know, once it gets rolling, it doesn't let go. And it's fascinating and exhilarating to watch. Um, and so it has some of the Swords and Sandals-esque feel to it. I'm not saying that it's not deep. I'm not saying that it doesn't get emotional or that it doesn't have stakes or anything like that um it's just a really well done period action piece um if that makes any sense um you know whereas top gun you know i know i could sit and rave for 20 minutes about all the technical details behind everything the northman is pretty straightforward um especially after you kind of figure out the the hamlet tie-in or the interpretation of that um, you just kind of have to 
commit to the weirdness of the time and the, the creativity of some of those cultures as well. And watching how it all kind of blends together on film. Um, and I think, you know, there's aspects of this film that are almost in the vein of The Revenant um, and some of these other survival revenge films because you're like, you know, Skarsgård doesn't do a ton of talking. It's like a Ryan Gosling drive style deal. He's got more lines than Gosling does in Drive, but everything is conveyed through the physicality of the performance, through the brutality and this unrelenting need to uh, to get that revenge, to avenge his father. If there's one goal he's carried with him since he escaped as a young prince, it's the only way I can make myself worthy is avenging my father. Um, and so this, I mean... This movie's just awesome. It's badass. It's super creepy. You know, it's definitely one to watch in the dark as well. I think most movies you probably should watch like that anyways. Um, But it's like the score is just haunting. Everything just sucks you in and puts you into this world. And you're like, oh my God, I don't know who's going to live. I don't know. I know most people are going to die. Um, But it's just, it is awesome. I cannot recommend it enough. I, at the moment, I believe it is still streaming on Amazon. Um, that's where I've watched it both times. I wish I would have seen this in the theaters. I don't know what I was doing at the time, but I was foolish because this would have played so well on a big screen. It's going to play great at home. Um, and hopefully it'll lead you to kind of at least check out The Witch in Robert Eggers' films. You know, that one and The Lighthouse, a little bit more slower burns, a little bit less going on in that sense of action-wise and more setting the tone of the the time period as well. Um, definitely more of that internal spookiness and, and creepiness. But uh, The Northman, it gets right to it. <laughs> There's not a lot to talk about here other than the fact that, oh, that guy just got his nose sliced off. Or, oh my God, this guy just got stabbed through the nose. Uh, you just You're going to see some crazy crazy stuff and it's going to be great if you're me this movie i'm like it's just right up my alley it's artistic it's action heavy it's got that shakespearean style drama so what more could you want that's the northman in a nutshell so do yourselves a favor and check that film out as well that marks another one down in our best of 2022 series and next we're going to switch gears a little bit we're going to get a little bit more dramatic and we're going to see what Kate Blanchett's been up to. So join us next time on the Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews Podcast. Thanks again for listening, y'all.